Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Yeah. So, hey, um, so this morning I get to talk about one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And um, I'm excited about it. So I've been wanting to speak on this for a long time. And I get to do it this morning. But I wanted to um, talk a little bit about my month of December. My month of December wasn't very healthy. (laughs) I spent much of the month sick. The first part of the month, I had this awful sinus infection that was just did not want to go away. And then I was good for a few days. I actually went to the doctor and got on antibiotics. I don't like being on medication, but I just had to this time. And then I was good for a few days, and then I came down with this flu, this cold flu that's been going around, and it's just all here, like in your head, and it's really hard to function, and um, still not 100% with that, and it's been a few weeks, and yeah, December was a little rough physically for me. And so, and I am a person who I like to work out. I exercise quite a bit. And so month of December, I did not get a lot in. <laughs> and I could tell. And um, this last Thursday was my first real workout in weeks. And it just about killed me. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and and I, it's one of those times when you're like, why do I do this? Why am I doing this? Like, is this really important enough to do? And um, so we are in a new year, actually a new decade, which is kind of crazy, right? And so we decide to do things. This is the time of year when we decide to do things differently. Life doesn't really change, right? It's still the same life. And... I mean, life is still going on. It's just an opportunity to make decisions to do things differently. So we decide to get a gym membership and actually go (laughs) to the gym. Or we decide to do things differently financially or relationally or spiritually, thinking, okay, I'm going to get back on track spiritually this year. Um, And then reality happens, life happens, and you get sick, and you don't get your exercise in, or the fridge stops working, or you have an issue with your car, and you take a financial hit, and then you're like, hmm, I made these plans financially, and I guess that's not going to happen. You know, life happens. And relationships don't turn out the way that you think they should. And so you're like, "Mm, not sure what happened there. And then, yeah, life just happens. Life gets in the way of our plans. And we decide we're going to be, I'm going to be strong in this. I'm going to do this. And it doesn't work out. I found this quote by Elevation Church. It says, who is the source of your strength? If the source of your strength is how people look at you or treat you, you will end up disappointed. 
If the source of your strength is a number at the bottom of your balance sheet, you will find out quickly that net worth is a terrible place to put your sense of self-value. If the source of your strength is a condition of your health, you will always be susceptible to the elements. So bottom line, we can't count on life just going the way we want it to go, the way we plan it to go, right? Because life hands us things, hands us surprises and unexpected things. But scripture says that we need to go to God for our strength. Psalm 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song, I praise him. I love the phrase, and he helps me. He wants to help us. David, who wrote this, he wrote this consistently through the, the book of Psalms. He was a strong guy. He's been through a lot in life, but he knew where his strength came from. He was confident in knowing where his strength came from. If you read through the book of Psalms, it's, it's pretty consistent that he knew who the Lord was to him. So today we're going to look at a scripture. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. I have several favorite chapters, but this is one of my favorites. It's one that I go back to consistently. And if you look in my Bible, there's all kinds of handwritten notes in this chapter. It's just, I love it. It's a chapter that talks about who God is. And it talks about his comfort. It talks about his peace. It talks about his strength and his compassion, his grace, his mercy, his power, and how he created the world. And it's one of my favorites. And when I was talking to Clint about <laughs> what I wanted to teach, I'm like, can I just teach on the whole chapter? And, but we don't have three hours. So, and I don't think you want to listen to me for three hours. So, we are going to focus on the last few verses of this chapter. And it kind of sums everything up in the chapter. It's Isaiah 40. If you get a chance to read the entire chapter, I would highly recommend reading the whole chapter. And it's, it's one of my favorites. Isaiah 40, verse 28 through 31. Do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. The title of today's message is Replenish, Finding Our Strength in the Lord. Finding Our Strength in the Lord. But let me pray before I get started. Holy Spirit, come and minister to us. God, we just want your truth today. God, I pray that my words would be your words. God, we ask for open minds and open hearts so that you, the truth of your word can penetrate and change lives this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So your first fill-in, we should go to the Lord for our strength because he has an endless supply. 
Verse 28 says, The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. You see, the thing about God is that he has always been, and he always will be. There is no beginning, and there is no end to God. Wrap your brain around that. He has always been, and he always will be. In our human minds, it's really hard to, <laughs> to wrap our brains around that, but it's true. He is everlasting. He doesn't come and go. He is consistent, and he is constant, and he always is there, and he's always available to us, always. He's had the biggest job ever of creating the universe and creating the world. We think we have a hard job. He created everything. That's a job. That's power. And that's commitment. That's diligence. It's amazing. <laughs> It's just amazing. So last week, Clint talked about how Joshua led the Israelites across the Jordan River. And this week, we're going to talk about how he parted the Red Sea. I'm just going to touch on it a little bit. And before Joshua led the Israelites across the Jordan River, Moses led the Israelites across the Red Sea. and so the Israelites are slaves in Egypt, and God called Moses to free them out of slavery and to lead them through the wilderness. And long story short, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but long story short, so he leads them through the wilderness, and they come to this area at the end of wilderness. It's kind of a beachy area, and they come to this place, and there's water in front of them, and behind them is wilderness, with the Egyptian army coming up on them. And they're like, really, Moses? <laughs> this is where you're going to lead us? We've got water, and we've got an army coming at us. And they're stuck. And they're questioning what Moses has done, how Moses has led them. But in Exodus 14, Verse 21, it says, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. Try to visualize this. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. God parted the Red Sea for the Israelites just the simple fact that he can part water is amazing. <laughs> you know, so many times I've heard this story, and I've kind of brushed it aside, and, but I've never done research on it. I like doing research, and I, um, <laughs> Esther knows my personality, so she's like, yeah. Um, I love doing research. You give me something to research, I will do it. I enjoy it. Um, 
So I did some research on this, and according to what some, there's a lot of information out there, but according to some research, this is what they found, this is what they believe to be true. And the distance across the Red Sea where they crossed is over 10 miles. The Red Sea is, is a very large sea even below this map. But where they crossed is where the red dotted line is, where they believe that they crossed. We don't know for sure, but this is where they believe they crossed. The distance across is over 10 miles. They are guessing that when God parted the Red Sea, it was at least a half a mile width because there were thousands of Israelites that needed to cross. And on the depth of, this, of the Red Sea at this point is five to 6,000 feet deep on either side where they crossed. That's a lot of water. And they had walls of water on both sides. Imagine being on <laughs> this beachy place, army behind you, water in front of you, and it just parts for you. And there's walls of water on either side of you. Walls of water. And either you can stay where you're at and have an army come up and obliterate you, or you can trust God enough and trust in his power and his strength enough to cross the Red Sea. There's a choice to make. And the Israelites chose to cross the Red Sea. If God has that much power, imagine what he has for us. I would love to have even just a tiny bit of that available to me. Creating the universe, creating the world, parting water, parting the Red Sea, that's an incredible amount of strength, an incredible amount of power. And it's available to us. I would love to have just a little bit of that available to me. Isn't that amazing? And God never got tired. He never gets tired. Verse 28 says, He will never grow tired or weary. And He always has it available to us. Because we get tired. Life is tiring. Life hands us stuff that can wear us down, but God is never disappointed in us because we're tired. For him, it's an invitation. It's an opportunity for him to, ex to exchange the weariness, the tiredness for his strength, for what he has available to us. Because he has an endless supply. So I have a question for you to think about this. Where do I go to renew my strength? Where do I go to renew my strength? I've never been a coffee drinker because I can't handle the taste of coffee. I love the smell of coffee, but I can't handle the taste of coffee. 
So I've never been a coffee drinker. But I have friends who are like, oh, I have to have that cup of coffee in the morning. I need that caffeine to charge me up in the morning. I don't quite understand that. Or do you have a relationship that you go to to vent or spill or process before you go to God with that conversation? Or is it TV? At the end of the day, I'm going to check out and sit in front of the TV so I have enough energy for the next day because I'm just tired. Or work. Do you go to work? Do you spend more time at work so you don't have to deal with the things that are at home? Would you rather be working than having to deal with the stuff that's going on in your life? Would you rather be busy than have to deal with the stuff that's going on? Because it makes you too tired. I don't want to deal with it. Because the truth is, is that God has exactly what we need. Your next feeling is, he will give us exactly what we need. We should go to the Lord for strength because he has exactly what we need. He's got it. He's got the grace. He's got the mercy. He's got the strength. He's got the power. He's got the comfort. He's got everything that we need to go through whatever we need to go through. In verse 31 of Isaiah 40, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I want to highlight the three words. I want to highlight soar, run, and walk. I've never like really focused on those. So many times I've just gone through this verse and like, never really focused on those words. So I want to focus on those this morning. Soaring. We know that eagles soar, right? But how do they do that? God calls us to depend on him, to rely on his strength. And for eagles, when they soar, they, they, don't, they don't fly a lot, but they soar a lot. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. The, thing, the way that eagles soar is there's an air current that they fly right above. They depend, they rely on the air current that is below them. And they will soar according to how that air current is going. It's really cool. I found this video of an eagle soaring, and it's just beautiful. I want you to see it, just to get a visual of an eagle soaring. Doesn't it look easy and graceful and peaceful? <laughs> Almost relaxing. It's amazing how eagles can soar. As I was 
watching this video a few days ago, the Lord gave me a picture of kind of how he sees us. We are on this planet Earth and going through life, busy, busy, busy. And then there's this air current that is, there's, there's days when we feel like the air is still, but in reality, it's still moving, right? There's this air current that is going on, and it's moving around us and above us. But above that is an eagle soaring. It relies on the air current. And you know what? We can be that eagle flying above with peace and grace, <laughs> flying above life that is happening below, depending on his strength, depending on the air current of the Holy Spirit, the movement of what God is doing. We can soar on wings like eagles. It's possible. And running takes a lot of self-discipline. For those of you who run, it takes discipline. <laughs> it takes endurance. And it, it takes training to run long distances. I do some running, but I don't do long-distance running because I'm just not a long-distance runner. And, but I like to incorporate running into my workouts. And it's, it's hard. But it takes training. It takes endurance. Running this race of life takes endurance. And it takes spending time with the Lord. It takes time worshiping him. It takes time being with him to build up that strength and build up that endurance. And walking, we all walk. We have to put one foot in front of the other consistently, right? It takes consistency. It takes Diligence to keep walking, too. It says to walk and not grow faint. And I was like, fainting? <laughs> With walking? It's when you walk dozens and dozens of miles and you run out of energy. Life is long, and we do a lot of walking in life, walking through life. Not around life, walking through life, walking through situations. It takes time spending time with him and being with him. So many times in life we decide, we choose to carry things on our own. We're like, oh, we got this. <laughs> I can deal with this. But you know what? God wants to spend every single moment with you. Every moment. Even your drive to work. He wants to go on that drive with you. Spending time with your kids. 
spending time with your friends, spending time with your family. He wants to do that with you. He wants to partner with us in this life. Not only does he offer it, spending that time with us and giving us what we need during those times, but he wants to. He just does. He wants to help us. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Life is so much easier with him when we partner with him. Isaiah 41.10, I love this verse. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love that he says, I will strengthen you and I will help you. He is our helper. He gives us what we need, when we need it, how we need it, all the time. Your next fill-in, we can trust that our God knows us well enough to give us exactly what we need. Isaiah 40, verse 26. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. He knows the name of the stars. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. He knows us. He knows how many hairs we have on our head. He knows everything about us. And he sees us. He knows what we need. He knows how much strength we need. He knows how much grace we need and the mercy that we need. He's just waiting for us to go to him to get it. So as we go through the next year, we're going to be focusing a lot on the power of God this year and going, going to him and getting what we need from him. Because, I mean, quite frankly, we can't do this life on our own, right? It doesn't work like that. That's not how we were created. We were designed to partner with him in life. That's what we were designed for to partner with him. We were not designed to do this life on our own. Thinking, I can take care of this relationship. I can work it out. What does God want you to do with that? I've got this job. I can do it. I'm strong enough. I've got what it takes. Can you do it better with him? I've done a lot of things in my life without his help. <laughs> and I've done a lot of things not very well because I didn't partner with him. Life just goes much better when we partner with him. So I want to challenge you. Are we going to partner with the God of the universe this year? 
Are we going to let him help us? Be on his team? Are we going to partner with him this year? I'm going to have Krista come up and play. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.